Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, September 17th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 427. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Patrick Klepek. Are we sure it's 427? Uh, I did. I checked waypoint.gap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the official source. <laughs> Waypoint.gap. Uh, that was our producer, Ricardo Contreras, and today we are joined by special guest, freelance writer, Moises Tavares. Hi there. How are y'all doing? Um, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the loop, man. That's that's how yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, uh, I can't get off this fucking island. <laughs> it's it's a it's a bit of a fun island to be on, so it's not that much of a problem. But but I get how narratively you might be a little stuck. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I oh sorry, was am I stepping on your point? Please continue, Rob. I won't. I won't. No, what was your? What I'm was your stuck. Thing? I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a loop because I need to close the loop. On a, pe- a tiny little piece of information that you revealed before the podcast, and I went zip. And I said I needed. I, I don't think Kato, Kato wasn't here yet. Kato, mm. um, Rob informed us before we started recording. Uh-huh. Um, we were talking about last names, mispronunciations, and yada yada. Where to, like where, what accents to put on different parts of, of your name. And uh, Rob revealed to us without revealing to us um, that he just recently learned how to pronounce his name, um, huh. like the real way. So the real not, way. Yeah, well, whatever. hold on. There's mm-hmm. a caveat there. The canonical way. <laughs> so there canonical are parts exactly. of the world. There are parts of the world where borders and accents and cultural boundaries get real blurry. And so it is entirely possible that I was getting information from somebody from the other side of a line where they might say the name differently. That mm-hmm. being said, um, you know, I was hanging out at a uh, speaker store, as I sometimes do. <laughs> Um, and mm-hmm. you are, you have good speakers. Mm-hmm. You never know what's you got. You got to keep up with the what's coming out, though, right? You got to keep up with the <laughs> new isn't stuff. Isn't that the opposite? The, the whole reason he loves his speakers is because they old. I these are old. they old, but they good. There could <laughs> be new good stuff. You don't know. Right. You never know. Right. That's why you go to sense. check in. <laughs> Kind of writing the jingles for the the speaker store down the street for Rob's. Well, okay. Place. In dis- I must disclose. Oh, I have some bad news about the old speakers. Oh. Oh, Is that no. why you have those white speakers behind you? You never One told of- us, and I've just been wondering for weeks now. Like, what's with the what's white with those- speakers? Do you okay, need something so- to match his Xbox Series S? Although I think we sent that to Gita. Uh, sorry. Please continue. Moises, I'm so glad we have you here for this. Uh, I'm I am honored to be a part of this. Let me let me just catch you up on the speaker saga. 
Uh, yeah, yeah so course. these large old towers behind me are uh, uh-huh. Carver Amazing Loudspeakers. They're about like almost 40 years old at this point. And Jesus. for a long time, they're, they're heirloom. I got them uh, from MK's dad. And for a long time, they were sort of offline uh, because they are ribbon speakers. They have a little like, not quite aluminum, but a similar material, like foil ribbon that acts as the driver for the tweeter and the mids. Um, the nature of foil is that sometimes it tears and we had the speaker that was faulty refurbed, but crucially, apparently before they were given to us, they were not both refurbed. So the one that was good, it's 40 year old ribbon finally wore out. And in retrospect, we should have just had them both refurbed before they were transferred to us. So now I have to dismount both these speakers, um, which, by the way, um, the magnets that drive the ribbons are incredibly heavy. Mm -hmm. So each one of these, it's like moving a body. Um, We're going to have to put mm -hmm. the foil ribbons with the magnets in a little box and fly it to a mysterious craftsman in middle America who will (laughs) fix this for us. Um, You found them, but you found the craftsman. Yes. Uh, but the craftsman does this as a hobby and a passion project. And so you operate on his timeline, sure. which is <laughs> not fast. It is, ah, you send them to me this fall. I will get them t- back to you next year, assuming I don't die of old age first. And we're like, cool, sounds good. But in the meantime, the speakers were buzzing. Um, like every time, and they buzzed worst when there was like a lot of sustained like chords, like it, it could pass through a frequency, no problem. But if it's sustained a frequency, this, the, the ripped ribbon would begin to vibrate and it would mm. buzz like a screen door rattling. And as you know, I love to listen to the ambient and choral music. And this oh. was just <laughs> curtains oh for that. <laughs> curtains oh for no. your speaker. Curtains for Rob's ears. So... I spent a long night uh, creating a spreadsheet of good, like, speakers that could be bridges to when the repair was executed. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, are, are you, in, in doing so, keeping in the back of your mind that, well, your mysterious craftsmen could vanish from this mortal coil. Hopefully they don't. But in theory, these speakers, are you buying them as... As 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 replacements, like as a uh, a bridge, or are you also buying them under the assumption that well, look, these might have to be the speakers? Or are you are, are you like are you, are you conning your Patrick? Your par- that's a great your par- question. Your partner no, into no, I'm not conning anyone. The oh? question you asked uh, was a constraint that I hadn't like. I was you right. know me. I do. I was like, well, if we're buying speakers, we can't buy like Piker's spirit uh, speakers. We need we need good speakers, like ones that, yes, if worse came to worse, we'd be honored to have those uh, <laughs> playing music in our living room. Um, and so I came in with what I thought was a reasonable budget for speakers in a year where we're getting married and uh, buying rings. And um, I think there's some other expenses uh, coming too, but. I don't know what they are. Oh, yeah. We did a bunch of electrical wiring work, uh, which is hella expensive. Anyway, so I came in with what I thought was a reasonable budget, and I was told, absolutely fucking not. Are you crazy? <laughs> so I was like, cool. 
what I'm hearing is somewhat less than that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you found the wall. <laughs> Just a smidge oh, less. I'm, I'm putting my hands out. Uh, that's that's a financial boundary. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, where can I go from here? <laughs> so, um, the thing is, and Waypoint. So, Waypoint Plus listeners are going to hear the other half of the story. Right after trying on uh, when my suit was delivered for my wedding and discovering that it didn't fit maybe as well as I wanted, I felt so bad and so sad that I had to go across town into Cambridge to a speaker store that I never went into when I lived there, but I was always curious about. God, Rob And I went to a place called Q Audio in Central Square. And go in there, and there's this dude, this place has been there for 40 years, and it is run by this very nice man, uh, Demetrius. And Demetrius, I'd sort of given him my budget, and he'd set up like an array of speakers that were in my price range. This and he was the like, new budget, or were you like for a moment in your sadness, be like, you know what? I want to live in the other world with so- the old <laughs> budget and see what the possibilities were. <laughs> That's right. I gave him the. Oops, I went a little bit over budget. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> like, sure, why not? You're you're just there to have fun. You're trying to raise your spirits. I get it. Yeah. So I go in there, and this this place is like one of my happiest places on earth now. And I can't <laughs> believe I wasn't just like hanging out there all the time when I lived in Cambridge, uh, because it is on one side of the wall, just tons of old vintage. Uh, like amps and receivers and phonographs and like shit going back like 60 years. Um, And then ringing the rest of the store are all these different speakers. And he'd set up a couple. Um, The main thing he sells these days are this one brand pinnacle. Um, And he had, he'd set up a listening for speakers that were exactly at my price range. They sounded incredible. They were bookcase speakers, but they were not full range, which means they didn't have like big woofers uh, at the bottom. And since these were filling in for the carvers, I kind of wanted the the woofers. In retrospect, I they were incredible speakers. But the point is, I spent probably like two and a half hours listening to different speakers. And yes, Patrick, to your question, I did start asking like, hey. What are the fuck me up fam uh, <laughs> levels of speakers that I can be listening to? And he was like, well, I'm not going to play the really, really, really nice ones because they'll, they'll make you feel bad about what you're buying today. Um, <laughs> so he was like, instead, uh, I'll play the like the nicer ones, like uh, a tear down. Um, and they were they were just exceptional. Uh, they were incredible. And then we ended up shooting the shit about audio equipment for like another hour um, discussing the merits of NADs uh, versus Denons versus Anthems, all good shit. Uh, But at the end of this, um, oh, I should also say, he also helpfully informed me that all my audio setup is garbage and uh, is God. (laughs) But I love to hear this. Patrick, sometimes you need to know that you're your gallant, honorable AV receiver pr- providers mm. provide real, like, assessments of the wattage they can deliver to each channel. But there's those goofuses out there that give you pretend measurements that are like, yeah, we can put out 185 watts per channel 
under lab conditions you will never experience in reality. Uh, and so those are never going to drive the mighty carvers or even these humble little pinnacles with the power uh, that they deserve. Um, and so he was like, I think what you should do if uh, once you get the carvers resurrected, he was like, you, they deserve better equipment. Um, and he was like, you should, you should really look at NAD or Anthem. And I was like, I've already got this, this NAD amp. And he was proud of me. I showed him pictures and he was like, that is beautiful. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, it's, it's customized. And I was like, yeah, it was customized like 25 years ago. He's like, that's gorgeous work. And I was like, I can bring the schematics in next time. Uh, I come through and he was like, I, would love, I love, to see them. love, love the idea of you and this guy exchanging pictures of your setups like they're your children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you be surprised to know? I asked him, hey, the Carvers, It's I love the way they sound. There's a company that makes something that seems kind of similar, uh, Magnapan. Um, I was like, I was considering those. And he was like, oh, Magnapans are great, but I don't sell them because they're so finicky about room placement that they sound like shit unless you basically live in like an orchestra pit. Uh, but he was like, I, I couldn't listen to my Magnapans for ages. Uh, cause I got divorced and I lost access to my good listening room. Uh, but now things have settled down and I can listen to the Magnapans again. <laughs> and I was like, no way, Demetrius, you're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Yeah. It's like, Beautiful glimpse of my future. But anyway, as I'm checking out... Oh, quick thing. Wow. Okay, uh, Kato, uh, uh, can we get a ding uh, every time we get a uh, quick, quick thing, thing aside for Rob that adds another five minutes? <laughs> so these babies... These babies were firmly at, like, responsible price range. I was real close to buying the ones that were, like, he'd shown me first, which sounded incredible. I was looking for those uh, full-range speakers, though. These weren't quite as good, and I wasn't going to get them, but after he pulled them out so I could listen to them, he noticed that the white laminate on them had yellowed slightly in the sun coming through the windows of the store. And he was like, oh no, I can't have this in my shop. I will sell both of these to you for substantially less than they list for. Holy shit. And I was like, done. <laughs> just, wow. just let's put those in my car. Let's get the fuck out of here. So these speakers, which are quite nice, are very cheap. Um, and so as I'm checking out, well, though, they're not. They are. They are very cheap, but not to me <laughs> or anyone else <laughs> listening. To no, he saw, he, no, like, he didn't give me give me a, a wild deal. Like he like I bought them for like five hundred. OK. Um, they would have sold for like seven fifty. So oh, all right, say thirty percent off. Yeah, take it. But as I'm checking out, he asked for my info, and I, I'm like, uh, you know, Rob Zachney, Z A C N Y, and he was like, oh, Zatsny, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, <What>? I guess. <laughs> and he nope. was like, nope, no, no, nope, it's Zatsny, not Zachney. <laughs> uh, you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, America. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. But to be clear, my friend, Zatsny, <laughs> it's a good name. You know what it means, right? And I was like, I do. It means just man. And he was like, yes, that is right. And I was like, that's awesome, Demetrius. I'll bring my car around. <laughs> he was like, come back soon. Incredible. 
So is, is he bullshitting you or is that, I, I guess it's as you're saying, right? I guess it's where you're from, right? Yeah. So, so like, it could, it's true and not true at the same time. Like a lot of the arc running down like Eastern Europe into the Balkans, a lot of times the S sound with CI is actually meant to be like a TZ sound. Um, but hmm. I think some dialects, that's not always the case, but it's the same reason, like Dia Lassina, our friend, uh, when I was asking her, like, hey, how do I, like, what's the correct way to pronounce your name? She was like, well, Lassina. But I guess if you want to be technical, it's Lassina. And I was like, ooh, Lassina, a European name of mystery. But it turns out I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> what a delight. That was a great story. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for, Rob Zach, thank you for indulging me. Congrats on your speaker. I, I cannot believe I have not brought it up beforehand because I've no, every, I was, I notice it every time. Before we start recording. Yeah. And then I think I just assumed at some point speakerhead Rob would just bring it up and it never happened. And then I forget. And then we arrive back. Uh, well, <laughs> right here. I have some really exciting news, too, about how this is all going to work, uh-huh. because I've been told that I can't buy the AV receiver or we really shouldn't buy the AV receiver that I want until we bank some money. Um We won't be able to give like once the cars are restored, we probably can't give them the clean power that they deserve. So I'm just going to plug them directly into the old NAD amp that I was sharing photos of. And that thing's just going to take raw RCA signals straight from my sound blaster, <sighs> straight into those things out the speaker. Uh, Kato, this thing doesn't even have a fucking volume knob on it. It's yeah. just, you. it's got two, <laughs> which jack do you plug it into? High gain or low gain? That's the only <laughs> control you have over it. And the rest is at the source side. What the fuck? Amazing. Well, I'm happy for you. As am I. It was it was great. And then I got married a week later. Anyway. Which you can listen to on a, a waypoint after dark next week, next Wednesday. Um with, with Austin and uh all of us. Anyway, yes, I, I suppose we should talk about Oh, I got them in a bridal color. Oh okay. anyway. Mm. So color. Death loop. God damn it. Um it is a run-based <laughs> stealth action immersive sim from Arcane mm-hmm. uh, Leon. And we've all been playing it. Moises, you reviewed it for Paste. And I guess I want to start with you because, like, I have to be honest. When I don't know if you attended the preview event for this, but when I saw it, I was like, it feels like so much of the arcane magic that I associate with Dishonored. Uh, had like sort of mm-hmm. bled out of the experience. And I had that a lot of anxiety about that heading into it. Uh, I'm curious where you have ended coming down on the game. Uh, so I, I mean, in, in the most, in, in the most, in the broadest sense, uh, I, I gave it a nine at paste. Uh, so I, I, I did end up loving the game quite a lot. Um, I also kind of I I didn't know what to expect of the game. I I I mean we've seen it a million times over like the last year, so like I guess I probably should have had some idea, but like I didn't know where it was going to land in regards to being closer to say prey or dishonored. Uh and then I think in one of those like trailers or showcases they showcased the um 
the the equivalent of the blink ability from Dishonored, mm-hmm. and I was just like, ah, okay, it's one of those. Um, it's it, it. I played both Dishonored and Prey for the first time this year, uh, like to completion at least, because I started Dishonored when it came out, but I never beat it. Um, it is like pretty directly siblings with dishonored more than than i was expecting that game to be um i talked about it in the review a little bit um but it obviously feels like a a culmination of like everything that they've done across all of those games and across all the dlcs um but really 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 it is it is a dishonored game it is it is a like stealth sequel uh to to that um I I just think that like when they when they like started doing prey I think I feel like that team wanted to play with like a different setting than the like fantasy Victorian sort of era that they were doing with Dishonored and so I think that they just thought like what if we do one of these in a a drastically different setting and just blow like the doors off this thing um and just like lay out the the structure of it just completely bare and let's see like what we can do um and i think it's i think it's great um i i think it's maybe a little more restrictive is maybe not the word but constrained Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't feel like there's as many different options to play with um it doesn't feel it feels open-ended but yeah it it just ultimately feels like it doesn't have as much going on you you seem like you want to say something well no it's it's certainly at once it it's more constrained i think is a big change going to the structure of the game which is Mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is i think this is probably a a smart decision but yeah like one of the things that they're doing with this sort of run-based design uh which kind of this runs within runs right there's the one day arc yeah. where you have four times of day that you can do a mission during. Yeah. Um, and then you have each time of day, you know, you're embarking on, on one level, basically. Uh, it's just, it's context has changed, but they limit you so much in terms of like your ability wheel in dishonored by midway through that game, just wrapped all the way around the screen. By the end, they're like, oh yeah, jamming Easy. power icons just anywhere. Um, it's yeah. a Fibonacci spiral of like outsider abilities. <laughs> and here, they're like, you can choose two powers and some perks, but like, you can't bring all your tools to the battle at once. And on the one hand, I don't know, I like. I kind of loved the mishmash of powers that you could bust out at any moment in Dishonored, but I do kind of love the way this kind of, you can get powerful, you get a lot of options, but it never feels like I have godlike abilities where I can just walk over the level in the way that I could in Dishonored and Prey. Yeah. You you came from, oh, go ahead. Oh no no! I I talked enough. You can you can. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like there there are certain sequences where you can feel that way, right? Like part of what I one of the things I really like about Deathloop is, uh, and maybe this is just be from our own collective history of playing a lot of these types of games, which always emphasize stealth, and and stealth does exist here. Like stealth is a component, um, but 
I love the fact that like I can come into an area where I kind of look around. And I'm like, all right, there's like six dudes here, some ladies. Like, I could just waste them and then just look around, <laughs> and it's not gonna, it's not gonna ruin the run. There, the AI. This is not a game where you are studying AI patterns to a huge degree. You are maybe getting a broad sense of the maybe landscape, you aren't and Patrick. I'm. <laughs> but you don't. You just don't have to. I actually sure. think you're pl- you're you are you are restricting yourself from engaging with the game at the pace that, uh, or at least I guess what I should say is like it allows you to go at a pace and right. doesn't punish you for it. Right. Whereas the Dishonored games, sure, you can do all combat, you can be all chaosy, but does the game really want you to do that? The game is is structured. The levels are built. The the, the systems are are all around. We want you to be stealthy. Look at what these guards are doing. And, like, come up with a plan of action and execute it. And there's so much more openness in Deathloop where I don't feel as though I've entered even a soft fail state when I'm just like, ah, I'm pulling out this shotgun and I'm just going to waste these people. And then I can explore this area, see if there's any, uh, you know, uh, voice memos to listen to, if there's any any note note cards to, to find, that sort of thing. And so I think it's interesting in that way because I think the restrictive powers you can bring out um the lack of having access to the entire player wheel plus the fact that the game isn't really as highly emphasizing things like ai uh studying it it definitely feels way more actiony in, in a way that i wonder if that's where you know when we're talking about the lack of sort of like freedom um you know is in some part because of the ways they are emphasizing up players ability to get into the mix into the action and to not feel as though hey the moment you're spotted you know, this is all gone to shit. There's nothing else you can do. Actually, you can recover incredibly quickly. It's yeah. it's it's not quite inconsequential, I mean, but most of the time it is inconsequential to just run around the back of something and then pick up where you left off. And I mean, like, obviously we haven't actually like uh, explicitly said this, but the huge difference, obviously, from the Dishonored games is that there's no sort of, um, it's not really even a penalty in Dishonored unless like you really care about what your outcome is for killing or not killing. But like in this one, there's nothing about that other than like the, the spot where the dead, where the body drops could be, could alert other people. Right. But like you don't automatically, like as as far as I've seen, you don't automatically get like, it's not worse to kill people in. So even there. Yeah. Uh, so if one, Kato, I, I, th- I think you're wrong in terms of, of course you care if you get the good ending in Dishonored. Like, right. Everybody does though. that. No, 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 no. The, game, the game presses you in yeah, narratively, yeah. structurally, no, no. mechanically to care that you don't kill everyone and then right, there's right. an alternate playthrough you do your second time. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm saying mostly like you can, you can ignore it if you want because it's not like a hard fail state to kill someone. That's all I meant. But, right. but in yeah. this, it's like even further like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't give you even, like, a moral choice or whatever in between, like, oh, it'll be better if you sneak around everybody. It's more, it more feels like the the stealth route here is, like, making sure when you do get a kill, it's in a hidden spot so that people don't accidentally patrol into the, even the then, bodies. <laughs> they won't notice. Like, the, they, the little thing disappears, like, unless they arrive on the place where the little quantum dust spiral Yeah, yeah, it has to be, like, shimmering. right there, yeah. Yeah, it's like, they... The thing this game is like probably the biggest change is this game's like, you know, it's not fun or at least not fun for what this game wants to be stashing bodies in closets. Yeah. We're not fucking with that. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> like people just go into the ether. It's fine. And within 30 seconds, there won't even be like there'll be their gun that they left behind, but nothing else. Um, I do think 
so the the thing is, I, I agree for the most part that in a lot of cases you can just go loud and it's all good. But I have found that um, one of the things they do is, and you really start seeing this as you start having better runs where you're killing more visionaries. The more visionaries who die, the harder the game gets. And when you're on a run where it's like, I have killed like three of these people already, or like four of these people, and it's nighttime now, the levels actually be really full of like, even the grunt enemies will be kitted out with like a lot of gear and they will take a lot of killing. Hmm. And so I found the stealth stuff does start to come back into play in some places where like, okay, now you're on that good run. The pressure's a little higher and suddenly we're in the morning. You could just shoot it out. No problem. By nightfall, you're like, man, if I get in a gunfight here, I am going to be up against like a legion of heavily armed dudes. Yeah, I was, um, I, 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 have you all beaten the game? I, I feel like Rob probably has, but have you Patrick? I think Rob's no, I, uh, I, I have, uh, I'm on, I'm on the path to the killing. Uh, how, how should I say it? the couple? Um, like okay. that's the path okay. that I'm, I'm currently on. So I'm, I like did the first visionary, which sort of like ends the, t- like the large, like three to four hour tutorial and then have mm-hmm. spent another three or four hours going down. Like I'm, I'm like in the, I'm finally like out over the hump and like, I'm like in, in the game. I know Rob's substantially further, but I don't think he's finished the quote unquote loop, uh, quite yet. Okay. Um, well, when you, once you figure out like the order that you have to kill them in, uh and you you actually start carrying that out um like like rob says it does kind of begin to matter uh which is which is an interesting it's an interesting approach just because yeah for the bulk of the game it it doesn't really stress it like we've kind of pointed out the ai like kind of borders on on dumb in this oh, game i know i, 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 I don't over think, the border I don't, my friend yeah, I, like yeah, they, yeah. They, no, they're, if they're, there's they're no dumb. if there's no knob on on Rob's speakers, <laughs> uh, there's no knob on the AI for for the enemies in this game, and they they just put it in the lo-fi mode, which I think works yeah, to the game's <laughs> benefit. I I don't think it's a a problem, but I can see folks who are big fans of these types of games looking at this game and going, "Boy, I would have loved one where they you know where the AI was a little more intelligent." But again, I think it, this is part of yeah. the tuning they have in the game where uh, they want you to feel that heat l- late game as you're putting it all together and early game. They really just want people to explore, screw around, make mistakes, stumble into things and, and gain a lead mm-hmm. that they didn't expect. Um, yeah. Just because everything's so, so vast um, or at least it feels vast at first before you realize actually, if you're following the objective structure that actually what you're doing is, is, a, is, is narrower than, than it appears at first. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, la- last night, um, just to get like even more familiar, to refamiliarize myself with like the game a little bit, even though like it it just came out, like I just finished reviewing it, um, I like ran through like th- the loop that you have to do to like beat it again, uh, and I tried it from like a different route. So I I usually play these games as stealthily as possible. I am not the actual best person at stealth so it blows up in my face a lot um but but i try my hardest 
But for this run, I tried to do like a more action oriented thing. So I, I spec myself out completely differently with the, in terms of like the slabs that you can get, which for people who, who may not know, the slabs are like the, they're, they're the abilities that you get, like the, the abilities from Dishonored basically. Um, and so I spec myself out to kind of be able to tank it. And I did the last mission, which I, I like, I, I killed every visionary and I got to the, I, I killed every visionary, visionary up to the point where like you have to do like the last big kill because the thing that the game, the thing that you learn in the game is that the visionaries are like apart a lot of the time and you have to inch them closer together to get like bigger kills because you're, you're constrained in terms of the time that you have. Um, and I went into the, the final kill thinking like, oh yeah, you know, I killed everybody else. No, no big problem. Right. Like I, I can do this. Like I can just like equip my tank ability. I can roll up to the place and I can just gun everybody down. I wound up not only in quite possibly the longest gunfight I've been Mm. in a game in forever, but just as I thought I was clearing it out, it felt like the game because the the whole conceit is that the more visionaries you kill the more like the loop kind of collapses and becomes more volatile um it kind of just felt like it was sending endless like spawns at me to the point where like i couldn't even get to the place that i needed to go <laughs> to finally actually wrap up the loop and then because i was cornered i jumped off a building (laughs) thinking that I could blink somewhere else really quick forgot that I completely respect myself and I crash landed (laughs) and died. And that is how punitive the game can be and like how harshly it can sort of shift in the other direction after like kind of blowing open the doors in the beginning. um, And then like really coming down on you at the end, if you don't, kind of adapt which i think is 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 like genuinely a smart thing but also kind of antithetical to like what it's positing at the beginning like it like it's teaching you to play the game one way and then like at the end it'll just like check you as hard as possible well it's it's interesting because yeah those some of those end conditions are also like you start getting back into classic immersive sim especially dishonored territory of Oh, there's an elegant way to kill this person. There's a way to mm-hmm. like, oh, it'll look like an accident or it will you'll lure them somewhere uh to get killed out of sight of anyone. And I'm like, yeah, but executing that still requires me having a really keen understanding of this level and on the way to doing my sneaky plan, I'm going to get caught and all hell's going to break loose. But I think one nice difference here is part of it is change in emphasis where um like I've seen lots of good videos of like people playing Dishonored was called like the high chaos mode where you're using all the abilities mm. for maximum violence. And it's cool as hell. I was never that creative with it. So it didn't like read as being particularly great action, but I will say, uh, when you, when you were talking about like, I was caught in the longest gunfight of my life for the last few years. I've been there, man. Like there was, I haven't been sleeping well this weekend because I haven't this week because I have an unerring instinct for trying one more run that's going to go south uh, before bed, oh, yeah. and I end up completely wired at like twelve thirty one in the morning because I have just spent the last like forty five fifty minutes room clearing a mansion or an or a or a fun house 
Um, and it gets out of control so fast where you will turn around and you will see more people running at you than you've seen in the entire game to, to this point. Yeah. You turn around and you're like, I didn't know you could put that many characters on the screen at once, uh, Deathloop. Sometimes, like, sometimes you'll, like, you'll, sh- you'll shoot one person knowing that it'll, like, alert, like, a few other people. And in some situations in the game, like, in, like, a town square or something that that has, like, a really central building, like, right in front of it that is also filled with people, you shoot everybody in that square, nobody in the building, like, hears you at all. I shot one person in one of, like, the visionaries, like, layers, um, thinking that, like, okay, I'd, I'd, like, pull the attention of the two other people on the floor, maybe. And then suddenly every, like, every <laughs> exclamation mark in the world just pops up on every inch of the border of my television, and I have a whole castle bearing down on me. And I'm just here, like, what the like what the fuck like i don't i don't even have enough ammo to like get through the the floor let alone like all of these people and there's even more outside and it's just it's it's a weird balance uh which makes me feel or made me feel at least in times like i was right to play it as a stealth game the majority of like my playthrough um and i enjoyed it as a stealth game but also like i i didn't touch a lot of like the the uh more violent i guess uh abilities or or routes uh because of it and now like i'm finding oh i i can sort of do that i can sort of get away with it but i it's it it doesn't feel as open-ended as like dishonored felt with it or or prey which i think i mean personally prey is like my favorite of their games and having played Deathloop, i that still think like it is um but like prey in particular felt clunky um in in like it's more open-ended approach but also felt more satisfying because it felt more viable than it does in death loop well yeah you're in uh in death loop you are just constant you it doesn't feel that way when you start it can feel sort of overwhelming as you're going through the different areas you're like what am I okay? What am I supposed to? All right, I'm just gonna go after the objective and just like not like get too like overwhelmed by everything that's around me. Because traditionally, when you play these games, like you can once you've been playing them for enough times, you can sort of see the segmenting of the levels and like how they're funneling you to certain areas. Like, oh, I'm supposed to sweep through all of the houses or apartments here and then move mm-hmm. on to the next thing because there's an electric fence in Dishonored that is like clearly telling me like that's the next area. And so when I'm good here, I move on to the next. Whereas here, it's it's like, it's in some ways more subtle and less subtle in which it's like, oh, all these different doors are locked because I don't have an access key code because I haven't done whatever quest that I'm going to do later that will then open up those routes. Or, oh, this is very clearly some underground tunnel system that I, oh, I haven't done that that quest tree yet that will let me sneak around places a little more easily, I'm supposing. And so in some ways, like... It, it feels a little bit weird in that regard because you like I had a sequence today where uh, I'd sort of done everything I could could on like the loop. Uh, I was like, hey, and, like the game clearly says like, hey, you really don't have any more objectives you can do right now. Like go finish the loop, cash in like the residium you have infuse whatever you'd like. And then you kind of have to start over with a new set of leads. And my thought was like, OK, 
Well, I've got two lives left. Like the way the game works is you can you can die, rewind to a safe spot, um, go back and collect your uh, like residium that you dropped. Um, but you can die a couple of times before like the loop fully Have starts we over. Explained what infusion is. On like yeah, it's how you keep your stuff. Yeah, no, we just right. kind of jumped right into it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we I feel like we mentioned we mentioned it on the, on Monday's uh, show. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, you could yeah you're collecting this this uh, this item residium that lets you uh, infuse things that lets you keep it through from one run to to the next. Um, and so I had this whole big open area. Uh, I figured which one it was. Uh, and I was like, all right, well I'm just gonna explore and. There's no actual timer. I can just spend as much time as I want here. I'll clear out places. Like, I'll pick up some new leads. And, like, actually what it revealed was, like, there's not much for me to do here. You know, I can mm-hmm. kill dudes. I can pick up Residium. And it was useful so that I was able to, like, keep, like, two, like, one high-level weapon and, like, one high-level uh, character perk um, that I was able to bring on to the, to the next run because I found enough, like, Residium that had dropped. But in terms of the uh, what we often call like the immersive sim element of like sorting through an area finding document like no like there really just isn't much for me there's like one or two things i found like this weird area that i could answer quiz questions which was really neat um, <laughs> oh, the yerva. Clearly, like the yerva. yeah which is yeah super cool it was like all right i'll come back here as i've collected more knowledge about the world um so there's like stuff like that but i don't i've not found as many like wild tangents um, when I just decide to, uh, to go to an area, cause the game really, at least in my experience in like the six hours or whatever is, it really does kind of want you to stick to is like, Hey, you'll find side stuff, but it will be along the paths we're already sending you on for the objectives as opposed to being, here's a big open space, go find what you want to find. Um, cause you, you end up just getting walled off. Um, in some ways I'm curious for, for either of you, if that, if that has, that changes as it goes forward or you felt quick, that same constraint. I have a quick question, Patrick. Yeah. Um, not with Harriet, not with the prophet, but have you gone into a room and somebody seems to know you and then the door is shut and like some gas comes out? Ah, have you, seen this? No. you found that room. Not yet. Okay. So there's a point you're trying to find where the couple is hiding, right? Like where's their little like uh love shack getaway? Yeah. Like I, I figured out it was in the last place I looked, but I walked all <laughs> around that level. <laughs> okay. And so I found over the course of that, some sort of really complicated lock that's using a lock combination system I haven't... Sorry, I found two really complicated locks that are using <laughs> lock systems that are not used anywhere else in the game. I, I did find I did find one of those in the wintry area where the game is just like, yeah, not sure what the hell's going on here. And I found like one code that turned green, but the others are red. And I did, I cheated. I like looked up a walkthrough not to know what to do. I was just like, am I stupid? Like, am I, am I not like figuring out the puzzle and the, the walkthrough was like, no, no, you're good. Just like, it'll make so, sense later. But I think like, this is actually, was kind of, there's stuff where I'm not even sure this is essential to like ending the game. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's yeah, like, that's definitely true. There's some, cause there's this, God, I love this shit so much. I love, <laughs> I love arcane games. Okay. So the thing is, the island, like Black Reef has its own history. And it doesn't begin or end with the visionaries. And Colt has a history that predates whatever the fuck these visionaries are doing. And there's things that seem to be resonating through this experience that have nothing to do with the visionaries themselves. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. Someone watched a lot of Lost is what I'll say. There's 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 a lot of late seasons of Lost, like all like put in some Dharma mm-hmm. logos um, and right. like you got me. <laughs> that's. 
that's what Horizon is. I don't know what they are, but like I'm like, oh, the Dharma Corporation was yeah. there. <laughs> and so like as the game has like as it's become more about like, okay. The visionaries are not in the right place for you to get them all in one run. So you need to find out how to move them move the pieces around the board. It's turned into a lot more of being being like I need to scour these levels. Okay, now mm-hmm. I'm off on a different tangent. I'm looking for stuff, and I'm finding really interesting stuff adjacent to that. And so, okay, like, that's good. I think at first I was like, "Yeah, this seems a little bit straightforward." And in the way that like Moon Crash sometimes was, where it was like we are going to aim you like an arrow and fire you through the level at a different target each time. Uh, I have found that Death Loop in places starts to turn into more of a like, well, now what the fuck am I supposed to do? And mm-hmm. wandering around until I find an answer, but a lot of times I don't find the answer. I find like three more questions, and that part I love. I will say, as I guess the only person on on the call who's finished the game, um, th- what you guys are like, wh- what specifically like you've even found, Rob? Because uh, that you said that you found like the two other bunkers on that map um that in in my experience and i i could have missed things i like i i can definitively say that i haven't seen a hundred percent of the things in this game but that felt like the extent of that kind of stuff oh uh, no by the time i finished the game <laughs> no. um, you saw rob soaring in the sky just <laughs> a joyous bird like i cannot wait for 12 more hours of this this and game goes on for miles you guys <laughs> look at me Wham. right into the glass time. side of a building <laughs> I'm sorry, Icarus, you were flying a little too close to the sun. <laughs> oh, um, no. But well, but yeah, it's still like rules. I, I've, I've tried scouring like those maps, and you can find the odd thing here or there. And and really, what a lot of the 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 side tangents that I end up founding were were mostly like arsenal leads, which I don't know if you guys brought up arsenal leads at all, but like mm-hmm. those are. Like there are visionary leads which tell you they they're basically like quest lines that you can follow to get like those um those like more cinematic kills on the uh visionaries and they also just like get you to to kill the visionaries at all um the arsenal leads help you find uh weapons basically either weapons or i think abilities um and there are like a cool amount of like legendary weapons and those are like fun little side quests that you can do. Um, but that is about what I got out of the exploration in this game that was like off the beaten path. Those two bunkers, um, I, I have solved like one of them. Um, and if you're if you're all about like that Dharma Corporation like stuff in, uh-huh. in Lost, and and you're all about like figuring out like whatever Operation Horizon is, which is the thing that you were talking about, Patrick, that stuff kind of comes through more in the tail end of the actual story itself. And at least personally for me, like it wasn't all that satisfying, just because at the end of the day, like it it wasn't all that intriguing uh once like i got there 
Um, I think sounds I think like sounds game... like how a lot of people felt about the end of Lost. I am not among them, but uh, it it, share, <laughs> it, it shares that storytelling uh, arc uh, with Lost for for a lot of people as well. So you know, it's in it's in good bad company. Yeah, I I love Deathloop because more than Dishonored and more than Prey, which like each had their mysteries, like this game is like entirely a mystery. And so, like, it kind of takes on properties of, and and I also played this this year. Um, it's it kind of takes on properties of like Outer Wilds, where like you're bouncing around between places, and just you know you're dying constantly, but you're figuring out like the next step of the puzzle for like each area, for each visionary, for each arsenal. Um, but unlike Outer Wilds, the overall like narrative payoff of those mysteries like kind of fell like a little flat for me and so i ended up wanting a lot more out of the exploration i wanted a lot more of of things like the bunker with the guy uh on the other side of the glass um and it's like it's disappointingly like scarce in this game it feels like the bulk of the game was and i think for good reason like nailing the the systems that like drive the main part of it and that part of the game is strong as all hell like that like the 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 runs in this game feel fantastic uh, figuring it all out and running through endless loops in like succession and and bouncing around between places and figuring out the puzzle itself like an incredibly fun experience especially like carried by like all the performances which are fantastic and like even the gunplay like feels better than it did in those other games but in at the end of the day like that stuff fell like a little short to me so i and i and i wonder if like i'm missing things maybe because even hearing people talk about it elsewhere um it seems like maybe i missed a few things especially in regards but, to But but if story. you didn't find if you weren't naturally like these games by by nature previously have even if you didn't see everything like we're pushing you in that direction. Like, you, you know, it was like games like Dishonored were designed for leisurely exploration for you to find yeah, yeah. your version of a bunker or, or, or some sort, even if you didn't find every little bit. And I, I do think this is probably where you're seeing uh, like they're kind of like wildly ambitious experimentational design run up against, you know, just like limitate like what they could do on what is you know we're, we're, what we're seeing here like with with this game and returnal is like the roguelike which it, to finally sort of a catch up to sort of like triple a game design and to see games of a certain scale certain development resources attempt to figure out all right h- how do we take these lessons these structures and put them in bigger boxes and then how do we justify the expense of those bigger boxes and like on that level alone, like Deathloop is incredibly exciting because I think it we we talk so often at Waypoint about the future of the immersive sim, and we looked at Prey and its commercial like mixed success as like well at least we got one more really good one of those because it do, it doesn't seem like the industry is all that interested in them. But our the question we always lingered on was well is is there a way you can sort of launder the immersive sim? <laughs> In different ways to t- take what we like about it and put it in new in context and new boxes, and man, like de- like Deathloop is like yeah, like you fucking can, like you totally <laughs> yeah. can do that. 
and it Absolutely. reinvigorates my my interest in that design structurally. I mean, all Deathloop does is just think whether they do a Deathloop two or something else, like or whatever is influenced as a result of it. It's like, oh wow, I, I now foresee the next 10, 15 years of games of this type, learning a mm-hmm. billion lessons from the hard things that Deathloop figured out. And so totally agree that even in my limited experience, it seems like it doesn't have as much of that like explorative uh, sort of like reward that is, that is often tied with these games. But it gets just enough of it in there that's like, all right, that seems like a solvable problem because the problems they solved on this game or the solutions they did come up with are just like really exciting for the future of a lot of things that I had started to sort of think, well, I guess Microsoft needs Game Pass games, so maybe they'll do a Dishonored 3. And now I don't know if I just want like a straight up Dishonored 3. Like I, I like the, the- Shut the fuck I do. up. I do, I do, I know, I know. But they ended it so, the, Death of the Outsider really felt like Dishonored 3. They ended it so well that, but you know what I mean. I guess I'm just excited that it's, this game seems like it's going to be a blockbuster. Like it's going to be a big success. People are really excited. Hopefully it also sells well. That is not necessarily how these games go. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm so encouraged while also totally sympathizing with your frustrations at some of the stuff that it doesn't necessarily allow. Um, yeah. But it just makes me excited for what they could do with it you know, in the future. I would, I think something, one of the things I like the most about what's happening here is, um, I mean, it does answer an issue that can happen with the immersive sim where, um, okay, let's go back to Deus Ex Liberty Island, right? Famously, Mm -hmm. it's a level that has so many different solutions. There's like three distinct lines of play, but there's ways you can start. PC gamer demo disc introduced a, like that demo started the love of immersive sim for for me and a million other people but it was on a demo disc and it was all people had to play of the games they played the level a bunch of times but Mm -hmm. for the most part immersive sims when they exist in the wild there's like well there's all these things players can do and then a lot of times it's yeah but is a player really going to sit and like play and replay and replay and so you end up building like this enormous uh contraption of a level that players based on these choices will probably see not the entire thing they'll see maybe you know two-thirds or half of what all is in there um and i think that becomes more and more burdensome as you scale up two games uh on, on the scale of like uh, dishonored 2 which has just one stunning level after another um like Dishonored, Dishonored 1, uh, I think is maybe still a slightly tighter game as far as I'm concerned, but like has Dishonored 2 has all these incredible levels that have distinct identities and architecture and so much happening within them. Clockwork 1 is in 2, right? Yeah. Pardon? Yes. yes. Clockwork, clockwork level? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, and, and Crack in the Slab. Crack in the Slab. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, but you see those things once, right? Like yeah. when, like I sometimes think about I think the very last level of Dishonored 2 is the Duke's Manor. or is, No, because that's before you go back to Dunwall and settle shit up there. But, like, the last thing you do in, um, like, Karnaka is you go to the Duke's Mansion. And it's this incredible, like, nothing else in the Dishonored world looks like this. He is building this, like, uh, art modern, like, masterpiece architecture showpiece. And you'll see it for one run to kill this one guy. And then you're like, bye. Goodbye level, not going to see you again. And what's yeah. kind of smart here is they're really squeezing the juice out of a lot of the spaces they're they're building because it's like, well, yeah. 
you're going to go back to the same space, but it's going to be different now because it's a different time of day and different stuff is going on. The one thing is it seems like they do isolate you from a lot of interesting spaces um, until the visionary associated with them is there. Um, so, for instance, like, it doesn't seem like there's another way to go inside the castle, uh, the mansion, for instance, until uh, what's-his-face? Shitty wolf guy. Alexis. Alexis. Until he's having his dog shit Martin Shkreli party. Um, <laughs> you can't get in there. Um, and that what I do. What a fucking I'm, party that is, man. The, it's that something. Dude is, we 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 can get into the. I I would I would like to hear what you guys think of the visionaries a, a little bit later because they are they are an interesting set of characters. I was a sort of. So I think there's a couple tiers. Like, that dude sucks. Like, some of them are just huge pieces of shit. My huge piece of shit category, Wenji, <laughs> Alexis, Thea. Um, and then the rest I find varying degrees of deeply sad. Um, and so, like, I actually... But what I think is so cool is... They're kind of... not. They're, they're kind of average in a lot of ways. Like, they're they're really not... They're like aspiring bioshock villains but they don't quite have the gravitas <laughs> to like carry yeah, that so, yeah, someone, someone like spent a lot of time building like a not a larp but like you know an interactive it's a uh, LARP. you know it's a larp <laughs> i would call you it a larp you you like yeah there's and and he's any he, it's just sad and then you know i don't want to spoil too much like what you but you know the thing with the robot and it's just like man not that I necessarily feel uh, bad uh, for for I think Charlie, right? Is the this 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 yeah, yeah, name? Charlie. But you know, he is just a sad sack of shit. Well, <laughs> it's like, well, gonna load up these batteries. Goodbye. Um, and then even <laughs> Wenji, my life. who I mean, just sucks. Like I hate Wenji. Uh, like just total evil scientist and everything. But what's so funny is, like the first time you go and deal with her, you find that it's dawned on her because remember. All these people are living is the first day. All all of Deathloop is happening on on the first day celebration, uh, like marking the start of the loop. Um, and the idea was they would have forever to do whatever they want. And you find that Wenji, like the first like voice recorder thing you find from her, is realizing, hey, uh, Colt and Juliana seem to be like really different. Um, like they seem smarter and more capable than they were like literally yesterday. And like, she starts to realize like, Oh shit, the thing that's supposed to be happening for all of us, which is the loop where we just keep like gaining more life and more time. It's not happening to us. We're stuck in a loop and we're, we have amnesia about it. And the two fucking help meets we have working for us, um, are the ones who are actually getting all the opportunity to gain experience and capacity uh in the loop and so wenji's this like ostensibly she thinks she's a brilliant like mad scientist type character but her hell is realizing she can't break it like the experiment has failed for them and these other people are getting what they deserve um what they think they deserve and so like wenji has this conversation with herself where she's like um but if i'm having this realization that colt and juliana are looping I've probably had that realization every single day. 
that's that, that, that's one of my favorite favorite little bits is an early reveal of her just being like, "Well, I've tried to solve this problem, and I've probably realized I can't solve this problem millions of times." Fuck. <laughs> Better try to solve it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I I think. She does have that breakthrough, though, doesn't she? Right? Like, that's where you get infusion from? Uh, yeah, I mean, she had a... So the thing is, all the breakthroughs happened yesterday, right? right. Like, that's the real issue. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Residuum residuum is a thing that has kind of... that. It's a known quantity on Black Reef. Um, Like, she definitely built out like an experiment like she had the chamber and everything that gives you residuum that's that's all built that was all part of like because because you i don't i actually don't know if i should say like who is who are the people who like yeah yeah i'd I'd be yeah yeah, i'd be i'd be careful uh yeah yeah uh, yeah but some people are the ones who like find black reef and like are like are interested in the the kind of stuff that the anomaly allows them to do and so that stuff is all uh, that that is all done in like preparation for the first day and then the first day is just the day that you are looping in it is ostensibly like the day that they have been looping in for i i don't even know how long like the game never makes clear i think juliana really, tells like, you at long. one point and it's it's concerning yeah well, i think i think juliana throws around 50 years uh she yeah that- she she kind of because colt he he's he's an amnesic up until the point where like the story starts um and so he starts asking like all the questions that juliana like has the answers to because she is also aware of the loop um and she because she is juliana and she is like your adversary like she teases you and she'll like throw out like vague numbers, you know, like like or or Colt will say like, "Have I been here like 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 five years, ten years?" And she's like, uh, "I don't know, like maybe it's that, maybe it's twenty, fifty, who knows?" Um, which is a horrifying fucking prospect. Um, well, and, yeah, I. And, and she implies something say? else too that like Colt's impulse, where I got to break this loop and get out of here. He's had this impulse before. And mm-hmm. he may not be as committed to this as he thinks he is. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I do also want Juliana real quick, uh, because for one thing, I think I have enjoyed the character development they do there. Um, I think the mm-hmm. juxtaposition of the things Juliana wrote and recorded yesterday before first day, and then who, you mm-hmm. know, now after years of being this like murderous killer, um, that's an interesting like gap between like who she was that you can observe and like who she is now. Um, yeah. their, their little skirmishes and arguments and, and byplay is really good. Um, how do you guys feel though about the whole invasions thing uh, on, on either side, like being invaded uh, or doing invading? How do y'all, how do y'all feel about that mechanic? I haven't experienced it that much. Uh, <laughs> To, like, I haven't been invaded. Um, uh, I, have, I haven't flipped on, but it hasn't happened to other than like the, tu- the t- tutorial uh, one. <laughs> Although I was having an issue with like my Wi-Fi flickering in and out, but I thought it would have then just defaulted to the AI. So I don't know. I, I, I like the idea, um, but I haven't um, 
been invaded too much. So wait, you've been yeah. on an online mode. Nobody's invaded you. No, no. Okay, something's up with your. Something's up with your. Not, is your is your PS5 port forwarded correctly? Um, <laughs> you switch. Well, but you switch. But there's an a, there's an AI, Julie. Like this is not a game that you need uh, right. players in order to get. In no, a, but now I'm trouble. Defaults. I'm troubleshooting a stream. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, it's not the me. It's you. Dropping out after the after the new. No, but I could. I, Tariq was showing up in my friends list anyway. Um, unavailable. No, but. My uh, uh, this evening I I'm, I want to try and do some invading, but also that's like I don't know. I never did much of that in Dark Souls, Dark Souls. either. Like the like in Dark Souls, I liked to go into other people's games, sit outside of a boss door, and play with them. I don't know. Like I I, I can't imagine I'm gonna end up spending all that much time invading other people's games. But I don't know if that's been you know the differently for 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 both of you. I I have. I have not been invaded too many times by um by online players. I also was like playing during the review period, so there were very few people uh doing it, I imagine, because I think most people were probably trying to get through the story. Um because the, the for for people who don't know, the only way to like the only way to invade is to specifically not do the the story like when you start up the game there is an option to break the loop which is the 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 story from Colt's perspective and then uh to protect the loop which is where you play as Juliana and from there you can invade a a friends uh game or you can invade uh a random i have since done uh some Juliana invasions myself i suck at it really <laughs> really bad um to be entirely fair it's also uh tipped in favor of colt a lot um just because colt uh what we didn't talk about when we were talking about the abilities is that uh but i actually we probably touched on it a bit is that colt intrinsically has um a slab that gives him two do-overs so he he has three lives when you invade as juliana you only have the one um so you have to be on your a game uh in a a very deadly game of uh cat and mouse and it's it's fun it's so when it it works out it's really like fucking fun like hiding from a cult and and getting them and like setting up traps and turning like the enemies against him because you can if you see him you can like hold down a button and the the eternalists will will like mob to him um but you also have to be like incredibly precise about your shots about your like how you're using your abilities um you can use the same resources on the map so like the health stations and the the little health drinks but like you have to know the layout to like get to it and be able to use it well um it's really really challenging to to do like a successful invasion i i still haven't gotten a win like i've killed a cult once or twice but i have not actually like closed the loop so i think it's it it works so well on both levels because i think when you're playing cult it feels like a real ratcheting of the tension where it's like holy shit juliana's here and you're fighting you now, someone with a similar abilities kit and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things you were doing 
like again that AI we're talking about, which is kind of shit. This game kind of needs invasions uh, to mm-hmm. level the playing field a little bit because, like, just having somebody who can track where where you probably went makes a huge difference. Um, but as Colt, it feels like I wanted to do something else, and now I'm in this fight for my life. And the thing that Juliana really throws at you is it is very hard to dispatch her quietly. And so the odds are very good that just in the process of like trying to fend off Juliana, you're going to trip all those aggro uh, markers and end up in a big old fight uh, with like half the level. But yes, you're right. As Juliana, you've actually got a harder job because the only real advantage you have is that, you know, Colt has to come to the little antenna to unlock his exit tunnels so he can escape the level. So you've only got one place that you know he has to go. Um, but like, I don't even think it tells you if the visionary is still alive uh, in the level. Um, no, it, it has. You know to. when she when they die. Yeah, you know when they die. Yeah, yeah. So if you're there, the visionary has to be alive. But like, maybe Colt's not even here for that visionary. Like, I've been there, I've been there just like doing some other shit, not really messing mm-hmm. with the visionary. So as Juliana, you've got like one place that you know you can camp, but Colt will be on the lookout there as well. Or you can try to go fuck with him through the level. But that requires like a lot of mind reading uh, and intention reading. You might just miss him. Um, a, a Juliana, uh, an online Juliana, absolutely read me like twice and just completely ruined my run. And it was like, and, and I wasn't mad about it because the game actually, because it's like a roguelike, uh, and it doesn't like stress death all that much. Um, it's it's fine. Like it's a totally welcome like skirmish. Um, if I lose, like I lose. It's whatever. Like I can. I can I can skip through most of the day and get back to where like I wanted to be anyways because I was like just trying to solve a piece of the puzzle, not necessarily get like a visionary kill or close out the loop. Um, but yeah, like on two occasions, uh, both very very close to a visionary, um, I got like a sudden like notification like Juliana's on the hunt, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take out like my my suppressed pistol i'm gonna like stand in a corner and i'm gonna see if she like pops up around this door <gasps> and on both occasions um they went invisible they busted through a door um but i couldn't see them <laughs> and then they shotgunned me like in the side of my head um incredible and and it's it, yeah like i i don't know that there's much to say beyond like the fact that like it works like yeah as like every visionaries every visionary has like a layer that's a challenge um and juliana's challenge is more that like she is this surprising element that completely can flip like the environment on you because she is another player who knows how to traverse it as much as you when she invades, you have no idea like how she specked out. So you don't know if she's going to go close range. You don't know if she's going to snipe you from afar. You don't know what slabs she's using because as you level up Juliana, you unlock diff- you unlock the slabs um, and you can kit it out the same exact way. Um, I was frequently like kitted for stealth, which meant that when an online Juliana came into my game and used like the the havoc yes which uh which buffs her strength uh and like and her her hp pool i had basically no way of breaking through that um except like if i 
if I, it's not even like if I was smart enough, but if I was adaptable enough, which is a challenge that the game throws at you when you're like near the end of a loop and you have to, to shift the way you think. But early on in the game, like it's not really, it's not really the priority. So it's, it's a welcome challenge. Last night, this is, this is why I was up so late. I was um, on a good run. A lot of visionaries were already dead. I was doing the castle. And I was in the mansion working my way down from the attic and Juliana showed up and I was like, she just needs to take her time finding me and I will be fine. (laughs) Uh, I just need. So I get to the place that's kind of overlooking the stage uh, where Alexis is going to be giving his little speech and Juliana shows up in the room behind me and all hell breaks loose. And at that point, like, that's how I end up basically leading a cavalcade of Eternalists through the mansion um, <laughs> while just frantically trying to, like, Juliana died somewhere in there. Uh, who, oh, no, that Juliana did something that they almost never do. She's got that mimic ability where she can look like an AI. So crucial thing. I thought I'd shaken everyone at one point, And... I thought I found an AI just patrolling a quiet part of the level and I tried to get him and it was Juliana and <laughs> it didn't go well. Uh, it was terrifying. Like I was like, ha ha, here's my backstab. And the visage fell away and it was Juliana. And I was like, Oh no. Uh, and Record scratch. How did I find myself in this yeah. situation? I'm actually glad to hear that, like, it, it, and, and like, you know, like, I'm rooting for your success in all things, Rob, but I am glad to hear that, like, that worked and it fucked you over because I, I'm often, like, using that ability in, in my invasions and I feel like I can't get away with, like, the AI routine. Um, like, I try to, like, put my weapon away and walk around so that they don't know that I'm there. Um, and I've seen, like, some people asking, or not asking, but sta- stating that, like, they would love if they could do, like, an idle animation where, like, they're looking out over, like, a balcony or something just to make it, like, a or, bit or if you could, Or if you could quite literally go into a mode that is, like, hey, we're going to make you walk, like, the AI, AI. We're going to be able to, like, let you, mi- like, just go full mimic so that yeah. you could, like, kind of just leave the controller alone and you'll just do the patrol animations that mm-hmm. someone would normally do. Because otherwise, yeah, how are you... Even just walking is gonna look different than it does for either for that like or character. like you like you just stay completely still, which is also a dead giveaway. Because even though the AI routes aren't complicated in this game, none of them just stand still. They're always well, even when they shit. do, they 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 get in, they do some yeah, they're like a lot of really cute animation activity. Yeah, like, like know, some of them throwing a snowball or, or yeah. like um, I discovered I posted a clip today of um. I found this dude. I think it must be the castle that you guys are talking about um, uh, in which there's someone playing guitar. Like they've set up an amplifier and they're oh, like playing yeah. like a like a, a rock riff uh, outside of it. Um, <laughs> and apparently so I was there at night, the end of the loop. Um, and if you visit that same AI character throughout the day and like we're just to like hang out and see what they were doing. They're like 
not very good at guitar at the, at the start of the morning. And then, you know, like at noon, they're getting a little bit better. In the afternoon, they're figuring out their chords. And in the evening, that's when they just oh, start shredding. So funny. Um, and I'm sure that will be one of those things that is shared a bunch of times over the course of the next month where people realize the depth of the tiny little details that mm-hmm. would be impossible for most people. You know, I noticed that one little bit. Who knows if I ever encounter the man with the guitar on the rest of my runs, you know, I've, I have no idea. Um, but it's unlikely I was, I was going to put together their arc. Um, and my guess is the game is full of, of little, little bits like that. All right. Uh, I think we should a well-timed break. Uh, we should leave the discussion of death loop for, uh, for now. Um, yeah, overall, I think we're all pretty positive on it. I don't think it's going to supplant. I don't think it's going to supplant like dishonored. In my estimation, Moses doesn't sound like supplanted Prey in yours. Um, yeah, no, Prey is still very, very high up there. But that's real high. Like, that's real high. Yeah, no. It, 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 yeah, it bears saying that, like, those games are, are, I would say, nearly masterclasses of, like, what they do. Um, and Deathloop, while, like, it kind of missed the mark for me, it, it's not, not, uh, also and missing the mark is that. it's a nine like yeah yeah uh yeah. and that's and yeah i'm i'm not far off from there uh myself i'm i'm hoping that i i finish on it as as strong as i am right now but um i also have to admit i enjoy the the way it can fit a little better into life at this scale uh where it's like oh yeah i can do a run <laughs> Whereas, like, Designer 2 was like, would you like to go to the conservatory? We have two and a half glorious hours of stealth action lined up for you. And I was like, I would love to, but that's not my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We'll be back after this break uh, with a little more video game discussion. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, and we are back. Uh, Patrick, did you say you have now finished Life is Strange? Uh, yes, I, uh, so I took a, a short glimpse at the games that were coming up the rest of the month that are within my wheelhouse and it's, it's, a, it's, there are issues. There's a, it's problem. There are so many <laughs> Kato and I, uh, you know, is on similar pages of just like, fu- fuck, yeah. uh, I, I, every day I'm getting, it's like, yo, here's a code for Sable. What? Sable's this month? Like, Sable's oh, here's a code. Shit. Here's a code for Kenna. It's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, what was the one I got this morning? Uh, 
I like was yelling about it to uh, Austin. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up. Didn't uh, didn't Eastward it? also just come out? Yeah, today? Eastward yeah. just came out. Uh, it, what was yeah, the other it one? fucking did. <laughs> uh, Death Gambit Afterlife, and then the game before that was uh, Unsighted. Like, there's like ah. So anyway, this is all to say there's a oh lot of God. games that I'm very excited to play in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I was like, I need to just finish Life is Strange: True Colors. Like, I, I didn't want to. It's, you know, it's a game which, like, you know, the whole thrust is story and, and emotions and, like, getting caught up in um, sort of its, like, in you know, it's it's young adult uh, storytelling spectacle. And I didn't want to lose – I didn't want to lose that. Like, I wanted to, like, right. stay in the moment, be with the game. It's not something where I wanted to come back uh, a couple weeks from now and be like, what was what was Alex doing? What did I – what was I mad about? Um, and right. so decided to just kind of buckle down and, and finish uh, True Colors. And the long and short of it is that I – I adore it. I think it's, I think it's probably like, it's, it's a really, really strong entry in a series in which there's a lot of strong entries. And, uh, I have some real, maybe we can get this another time. Kato, if you, if you finish it, we could do a, a spoiler, a spoiler cast. cast. Um, yeah. and, and also we have another person on this very call that reviewed it. And I, I've already marked them. I was like, Hey, I think we might have to do a spoiler cast. So you might be coming back soon to do something else with us. Um, I have some, I have some issues, you know, I praised, or at least pointed out that I didn't mind that this is a series in which emotional manipulation is the name of the game. Like you mm. are here to have your heartstrings pulled. You are here to have that emotional manipulation uh, get you to look past character issues, plot issues, <laughs> story issues, gameplay issues, because you're you're kind of swept up in um, how it's trying to uh, make you cry. Um, and that is definitely true here. I think it's it does a much better job of like landing the arc of a lot of characters. You know, primarily Alex Chen, the, the, the you know the the character at the heart of 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 True Colors. Um, but uh, you know, I this is something we'd really have to unpack in a in a spoiler section. But I I really didn't like how the game. There are some framing devices that it uses to clearly push you in the direction of a certain way of the story going. And does not give equal weight in its framing to the other one. And in fact, is like kind of dismissive of it to a degree that I, I, before a certain, again, it's hard to get into without spoilers, but like I really went in with like, this is how I feel about this character. They're sort of signaling like these are going to be the, the two different ways that things could go. I'm going to stay committed to this one. Um, like this really feels how this character should land, how I feel about their relationships in this town of, of Haven, how they've landed with all the people in that town. This is what my Alex Chen is going to do. And then there's this like montage <laughs> that plays that it's just like, but what if you did this? And I was like, came out of it going like, yeah, maybe what if I did that? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, stay strong. Um, and the game does that a couple of times in a way that uh, if you look at the stats of how folks uh, decided to take their character and sort of like the, where things end up, you know, uh, maybe they would have done that anyway, but I think the, the way the game frames itself and, and the choices that, that it presents to the player towards the end are it's, it went too far for me. And I wish they'd left that a little bit more for players to feel out or to have given equal weight to the different ways it could go. Cause I don't think this, this is not a situation in which where things end up are, uh, like the good ending, the bad ending, they're just choices. Like they're just different ways the story could go. And 
it's just like so clear. The designers are like, yeah, but like the, I mean, come on. Like the one that you should do is, is this one. Is that like, no, actually yeah. feel strongly the other way, extremely strongly. I mean, the, like the, mm-hmm. the difference is like, you know, 70, 30 on some of these choices, according to the, the stats that I saw. So <laughs> anyway, I really liked it. Really liked where it ended up and, and it comes highly recommended. Um, you know, some of the reviewed the the game. I didn't I didn't read your review. I will now go do that now that I finished it because I didn't want to re- read any reviews till I had finished it. I'm like that sensitive about like spoilers for this specific franchise. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, where did where did you end up on on True Colors? Uh, I I gave it a seven. Um, I I I actually loved it. I I think like it's a great installment. Um. Like, I think it's a good entry point to the series. And I also just yeah. think like it just as a, as a sequel, like it's, it's, it's just a strong game. Um, uh, my, my main beef with the game, uh, was just that like, I felt it was really familiar. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was kind of the, the entire way that I framed my review is just like, I get that life is strange is supposed to be familiar because that's what it's chasing it's chasing after like like you say like it's it's a it's a series that sort of thrives on like a a brand of uh emotional manipulation and so yeah. like earnest one of those things is like earnestness is, to the is, nth degree yeah it is it's very like nostalgic um mm-hmm. you know uh but also like i i felt like this one was was very almost even deliberately designed nostalgically like trying to to chase the same like the same beats the same layout of like the first game in particular yeah but like a lot of the different elements of it also felt like rehashes of just all over the series but but bolstered by like better writing than the series and really good voice has. acting i think that that's one of the very act- oh my god the voice like, acting in this game is actually incredible yeah like the, the main character alex and and gabe you know her brother like the voice acting of both those characters is just like it's it's unreal like it's it's really good like it's the kind of thing where i you know i've i've praised the writing in this one and i do i do sort of like i do think it's like the sharpest the series has ever been in terms of its actual like moment to moment writing and dialogue and pacing, mm-hmm. but it could also be the case that the writing is the same as it always been. And the voice acting is just like, like just really, really good. <laughs> and I think it's always been pretty good. Otherwise like the stories wouldn't as sappy as they can be sometimes wouldn't have worked. Like I, you know, I really like a lot of the work that was done in the, the original life is strange in particular, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really strong here and, and elevates the material um, in a way that I don't know what it would have worked if it wasn't, you know, as good as it was. I also had, you know, this is something we can get into if we, you know, do the spoiler cast, but like, this makes sense to you having played all the way through it. Uh, there's a story choice they make about the background of Alex. Uh, and they, they keep all of it just holstered in a gun uh, into, until the end. <laughs> and then when they, when yeah. they fire that gun um, and give you a bunch of information, it, it's clear it's meant to be like an <laughs> I think I keep using these like weapon metaphors, but like an emotional mind trap, like, oops, I've just stepped on emotions. Um, and yep. it, I think it works in terms of being like a really big gut punch, but I, I can't help but wonder what the layers that there would have been available to the character 
if more of that had been there early on. I think it would have really benefited her relationship with Gabe. I think it would have uh, addressed some of the criticisms leveled at the game in which it's like, let's make a game about an Asian American woman, but like not really address the race part. Um, And, you know, granted, I, I don't think it totally makes up for that by the end, but there is, you get some of that in the character, uh, but it's all like really late acts uh, stuff um, that I think really would have benefited how you understood where Alex was coming from, the situation she's been in in the past. Um, I think it's really powerful yeah. stuff where it is, but boy, I couldn't have, I, I, I wish they had found some way to get a little bit more of that uh, early on because I think it really strengthens Alex's character. It makes you feel really, she feels really full by the end, but I, but I, I that really, I think it really could have helped some of the shakiness uh, of like the fullness of her character early on. If they, they just kind of layered that stuff a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah. Story. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're getting at because they even, they even start the game specifically uh, like on a conversation that makes very clear that she has baggage. Yeah. Um, That then just doesn't, really even get gestured at and this, this <laughs> really? game like drops this game has dropped like, so gets... many ugh, it drops so much i mean the game this is uh only a minor spoiler the game opens with you know the, the, the her her uh her power is you know the power of empathy or heightened emotional resonance with um with the people around her and there's an opening scene where uh alex uh gets very angry uh, beats the shit out of someone and like loses control of her emotions um, the implication being like, oh, she can sense yes. other emotions, but it also feeds into how she acts and she can't like control everything. And you know what the game immediately does? She just drops that plot thread. It's like, ah, oh, like we're not gonna nah. Like, like what, <laughs> that's so what if, fascinating. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um and and I think that speaks to, you know, and Kato, you've also played a bunch of these games as well. Um and have you have you started this one? yet no i got caught okay. up in eastward and okay no yeah that's that's, stuff, that's but. fine um but um you know you know the you know the three of us having played a bunch of these games i am now at this point like pretty done with like the supernatural shtick like the characters got to have a power unless they have a better justification and understanding of what they want to do with it because true colors is just like well what does life is strange have um gotta powers. have some sort of power Emotions. because the one well because the one here it's just it's convenient to whatever they want it to be it for honest, the storytelling honestly um, after the first one the second one also felt that way of just like it's whatever like yeah, yeah. like it it doesn't i feel like in two it didn't really i don't know it didn't really matter that much other than being a point of conflict but not right. gameplay wise the way the first one was you know literally mm-hmm. affecting the way that you make choices in that game Right. Yeah, I was I was going to say the I I do actually love how the power works and is distributed I guess in the second one just because it's not yours. Right. Um yeah, yeah that's a good point. It's like your little brothers and like I think completely like in in a story way and slightly in a mechanical way like it completely redefines like how that relationship is going to work. Yeah. Um like I, I love like, the dynamic not, of like the older brother. No, you were saying. No, I was just, I was just saying. But it's not like 
the way the it was in one where like the mechanic was uh, where the power was a mechanic which is like mm-hmm. yeah, i felt like yeah. th- at that point there it felt like they were kind of done with the idea of mechanic at, uh, power as a mechanic there and were using power as just this universe has supernatural things in it and it's going to cause conflict mm-hmm. right or, but mm-hmm. here they it looks like they've gone back to the power being more closely tied to the the, me- the mechanics of playing through the game and it's very very breezy it's yeah. it's barely there. <laughs> it's right, right. It's such a non-mechanic, to be completely honest. And it was a thing that I brought up in my review that, like in the in the first game, the the power felt a bit more tied to actually like solving puzzles in the game. Um, the the best example is probably the one time where you have to like break into the principal's office, so you have to like set off a bomb. <laughs> on the door go to the other side of it and then rewind while you're on the other side of the door so that you can unlock the door for your friend without setting off the school's alarm because you quite obviously set off a bomb in a high school um <laughs> i mean there, i mean in the first one there are characters yeah. that can that can die like like it based on you know choices you tr- attempt to make where you know like one of the the episodes of the first you know game like there's uh, you know, I feel like this one is going to get people to go back to play the first one. So I don't want to spoil, but like, you know, play the first one, like, you know, the character up on uh, the rooftop of the school, right. In which mm-hmm. like there are limitations to the power set and like you experience those. And like, when you hit those limitations, like there are consequences for you making like the wrong choices in some dialogue options. Like that first game, like is the best melding of mechanic and like character in terms of, you know, giving them a, you know, some sort of superpower. And yeah. this one is just sort of, I'm not, I'm not against it. And I, I again, I, I don't think they're going to drop it because it's, it it's like good for the trailers and like, it's a very distinguishable part of, of life. I is wish strange. they would though, but I, I wish they, they would. would too. I feel like at this point, like the life is strange, uh, stands are here for life is strange. We're okay. Like you can imagine this story told, Without any of that bullshit. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the first game, you know, that, and that's a t- testament to its being intertwined with the mechanics and the storytelling. But I can also imagine the second game. Like, there's all sorts yeah. of reasons. I mean, the second game starts also, the, same, <laughs> the same way without any superpowers. Yeah. And there, and there was also Before the Storm, which, like, tried to give Chloe an ability with, like, the back talk. Yeah. Even though she was like a normal person. And it's just like, and I, I actually preferred before the storm to, to the original life is strange and it had nothing to do with the back talk. It just had to do with like the better writing. To be well, honest. I think that, De- I think deck nine who did before the storm and did uh true colors and then don't nod who did life is strange one and two. Um, yeah. It seems like deck nine specifically is sort of like struggling with that like particular framing and is like mm-hmm. <laughs> finding ways to distance them, themselves from it. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I hope that, you know, whatever they do next, they just say no powers um, or find some other way to just sort of like distance that from, from being core to the game. Cause I just don't think it's helping. Cause I think these stories are strong enough on their own and versions of it that didn't involve some quirky uh, context dependent plot dependent, uh supernatural ability it just doesn't need it i don't yeah. think it needs that hook anymore um like i know what i'm no, getting when i'm yeah. getting with life is strange and i i don't need someone to be able to like move an ashtray with their mind um i'm there to <laughs> I'm, th- I'm, th- <laughs> I'm there to have you know wa- watch weepy stories about 
broken parents and uh, equally broken children and see where it all takes them as they heal. Yeah. Man, I mean, that was is... Captain Spirit, right? Like, yeah, that wasn't really yeah. a power yeah. in theory. It was just like about a, like uh, it was barely uh, there. Persistent. It was barely yeah. there. Like, yeah, Captain Spirit, and which I, that was don't nod. Um, yeah, that actually one was probably like the best instance of them having a supernatural bit, but then having that just it served the plot as opposed to being yeah. like something they're going to like build around uh, as, as a core piece. So, yeah. All right. Well, we OK. Like, I've, I feel like I've spent these these 20 minutes just dancing around all my actual feelings so <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna somehow get kato to to play some more of that yeah hopefully we can loop back around through and do it a, probably a this weekend cast. or something yeah. it's how pretty short is, it's, yeah it's short it's short it's like eight hours it's um, oh yeah yeah easy weekend game. um yeah there you go yeah once you, you got ted lasso out of the way now yeah, you're, exactly. you're ready for life is strange um, <laughs> oh. um so speaking of things with the energy of uh 1990s network miniseries or maybe after school specials um <laughs> i have been playing lost judgment Ooh, mm. yeah. oh yeah okay so i like judgment it's more mm-hmm. judgment so mm-hmm. far i'm like okay. cool like more of this that's all right that's all right with me how much like judgment is it because there are specific late game things in judgment that I hated despite the fact that I love that game. Okay. What did, what did you hate late game? Um, when the, uh, I believe it's when the Kansai, uh, like kind of invade, uh, Kamurocho. And so like, there's like a boss, there's like a series of four bosses in the area that like you have to take out. Otherwise, like the mob is like on you at all times. Yeah. So, um, Moises, did you finish uh, Judgment? I did finish Judgment. Because I wouldn't describe that as a late game thing. Like, Kagan Gang started showing that's up early fair. and being like, my God, I fucking hated uh, Mr. Kim with his little, like, whiny little emails about, oh, you got me. I need your help. The Kagan Gang is yeah. back in town. <laughs> and it was the most, like, democratic fundraising email energy I've ever fucking seen, <laughs> where it's like, you got me, son. Will you stand with me and show the Kagan Gang that their aggression will not go unchecked? Will you donate your fucking time to you beating down all these bosses so that you stop getting <laughs> ganked every 10 steps um no that shit oh, sucked man. i have not found an equivalent but i'm probably still too early because all i've done is the opening of the game which is literally an after school special in <laughs> ways that are kind mm. of charming but also i'm like well the vibe is gonna have to change a bit here <laughs> um so here's the big thing it's tale of two judgments really it opens with like there is a massive fire in Yokohama. Uh, it, it appears to be like a prank arson. The firefighters are coming through it and they find all these flares arranged in arrows pointing them towards somebody who was tied to a chair and left to rot for months. Oh, um, and so it's the whole like firefighters in Yokohama have stumbled basically into seven, right? Cut to Yagami. He's doing a tutorial, basically, for the game system. Uh, There's now a stealth system. There's now a Breath of the Wild climbing system in play. Nice. uh, Nice. Where it's like, how do you get up into that third story window? Well, Yukami has to use his climbing strength 
to see if he has the <laughs> endurance to uh, sort of parkour and climb his way up there. Uh, also, there's some charming things, too, where it's like they've tried to make tailing better. I'm not sure they've succeeded, but one of the ways they've done it is um, they're like, hey, so now uh, Yagami can act casual when somebody turns around and starts trying to look for him. And when you act casual, you do all sorts of casual things. Somebody following someone else never does like pretend to tie their shoe or pretend to check their phone or stand Mm. staring at a sign for a few minutes. And it's like, yep, that's basically the level of subtlety we're going to achieve here. So you're like doing the tutorial and then you get summoned to Yokohama. Not for the case. Uh, You leave Kamurocho and you go to this neighborhood in Yokohama where your two buddies from the first game, Sugira and, um, oh God, uh, Sukumo, I think. The nerd guy who looks like Trent Krem from Ted Lasso. (laughs) Um, Is he the guy who does the the Ace Attorney objection line in uh, the original? uh, No, he's the computer guy. Okay, okay. No, you're so Ace Attorney guy is still working at Genda Law Office and crushing on uh, salary. Um, gotcha. And they are busy at the start defending a subway groper. And you might think, does a subway groper deserve defending? But what if I told you it was all a clever setup to unveil his revenge plan? We'll get there. Mm. You are summoned to Yokohama, <laughs> though, because... In, in Japan, like your your buddies have started their own private eye business, and they've got a they got a hot case they need your help with. They've got to get to the bottom of bullying at the local high school. Oh no! And it was like three hours of three hours. The most... what the hell? <laughs> Let's see. It's the game knows that this is weird, <laughs> and so you get lots of lines where Yagami's like. Should I really be putting the spy cam in a teenager, a teenage boy's uh, like men's room? And he's no. like, no, he's no, like, you got me. But no. if there's bullying happening here, people are going to get the shit kicked out of them in the bathroom. I guess I just need to do this and just make sure it doesn't like show the urinals or anything like that. Uh, and so like you're wiring up this school to figure out like what, what are these bullies fuck? up to? And you're basically wiring it up. So that you can catch the cast of Gossip Girl uh, being mean. <laughs> and <laughs> you do that. I'm just telling you the opening of the game. because So I just need to get this out of my brain. I need to just tell people so somebody else no, please, has please. experienced this. So in no time at all, you find that the Gossip Girl kids are up to no good. And they're being mean to other students. And the teachers are just like, damn, we didn't know. We had no idea. Um, oh, by the way, the principal is the one who's like stealthily brought you in. He's like, I don't even trust my staff. I need I need to bring in outsiders to to get to the bottom of this bullying. Um, so after a whole lot of misadventures, you identify who the bullies are, what's happening, uh, what their sort of MO is. And you get multiple lectures about the psychology of bullying and like the bystander effect and like what drives kids to do it and the impact it has on other students. 
and then there's this point where you, you, you on your little spy cams, you see the bullying going down. And everyone's like, this is terrible. What are we going to do? Um, and Yagami's like, the real secret in this, the, 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 the thing we need to defeat the bullies is right here in this, in this video. And everyone's like, what do you mean? And Yagami's like, it's in all these other characters. It's in all these other kids who are standing on the side watching and doing nothing. We need to get them to stand up to the bullies. <laughs> Cut to you plant a series of speakers in the room at different points. And when the bullies start acting up, you, Kaito, Sugira, uh, Sukumo, all get on the microphone and start pretending to be the other students in the room, basically <laughs> doing like additional dialogue or like punch up to like make it sound like the crowd is turning on the bullies. And so the bullies are like, hey, kid, I heard you're a real slut. And then slam like the textbooks to the floor or whatever. And was getting sad. And then through the speakers that are hidden in this room, Yagami's like, hey, that's not cool. And the bully's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Kaito's like, oh, you kids think you're tough, but I think you're wimps. And then Sukumo's like, bullies just do this because they're sad and need approval or some, or some shit like That's, that. It's ridiculous. It's really showing them, guys. And then it totally freaks the bullies out. And as the bullies begin to like turn on their classmates being like, who are you to speak to us this way? The classmates begin to mobilize. And they're like, no, actually, hey, this isn't cool. You shouldn't be bullying this this girl. We're going to put a stop to this right now. And so through the power of like collective action <laughs> via sock puppeting different things into the room through speakers that are so good. Nobody can tell that it's not that the speakers are at once so good that it sounds like these voices are coming from inside the room. But also the speakers are not good enough to make it clear that it is a group of like 35 year old men <laughs> shouting <laughs> through speakers into this room and not students. Um, you put a stop to the bullying and that's sort of that's your first case. You clear in no, Lost that's Judgment. It. No, that's the end of the game. That's that's Lost Judgment. <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, right after that, they sort of reveal. Oh, by the way. Weird thing at the school, one of our teachers went missing about four months ago, and nobody's seen him. And right on cue, your phone rings, and someone's like, hey, we just identified that body that was burned in Yokohama. Uh, the guy we're defending for groping told us who it is, and he says he blamed him for the death of his son. Uh, it's a teacher at the school. And cut to, it's time to start judgmenting, basically. Like, now this is the real case. Uh, which is this murder, this like history of like bullying and toxicity at the school and like authorities looking the other way. Like it's, it all very much seems like, uh, what if Persona 5 were about a scrappy band of PIs basically, um, instead of high school students, that's, that's kind of what's happening here. Um, but obviously there's other stuff going to be tagged in. Like it's going to get like, you know, you get the opening credits. There's a lot of like serious crime yeah, shit. Yeah. Looks like it's going on. God, what a, what an incredible, I, 
I don't even know what to say about any of that. That's and and there's how long was that? That was the first like three to four hours of the game. Good lord. I I'm scared of what that game is gonna look like twelve hours in, let alone like <laughs> thirty hours in. My guess is it'll look more conventional, right? Like that the entire thing felt like this weird like prologue thing that's gonna be a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um and from here we might be getting into the crime stuff, but I don't know. They did a lot of world building at the school. And mm-hmm. it I mean it would make sense. Like I hate to say it because I think I think Yagami's plan is basically flawless. But there is a chance <laughs> that sock puppeting crowd dialogue <laughs> at bullies did not, in fact, permanently solve the issue. Hmm. <laughs> mm. You don't say. I'm going to huh? I'm have to mark this one down for when my kids get older. Yeah. <laughs> what would you what what did he do with Lost Judgment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, it, it may be a little like the solutions may be more complicated. And uh, intervening mm. in the inner lives of teenagers might require more mm-hmm. uh, than a decent mic and a, uh, and a remote speaker. But well, what if they just had a better speaker, though, Rob? Like, what if he went? Yeah, to what if what if they got a speaker from studio- your speaker guy, <laughs> yeah, studio <laughs> studio or whatever? Studio was actually, house. Rob Zachney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no that that could be maybe like you need to get enough like money to buy the improved speakers that you can once again like. Yagami-san, the bullies have caught on to the, to the lo-fi speakers we were using to shout at them before. <laughs> we need better speakers. The Google Home is not enough. need to go to enough. Cambridge and get better speakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the Yakuza game leaves Japan. They just realized they needed to go to the speaker <laughs> shop in Cambridge. They have said like that they're exploring doing a you know, games in the series or style outside of, outside of Japan, which I'm curious where they, what that what that means exactly. Well, you can sort of see them. So the thing is, Yokohama is an entirely new area. Like you, you are literally out of Kamurocho. Like they, right. there's an entire new city that you're in. Is it, um, is it the same Yokohama map as was in like, like a dragon though? Um, I didn't play that probably. Okay. Um, okay. Cause, it, cause I, I remember, I remember hearing that it was in Yokohama, but then the high school, is supposed to specifically be like the focal setting of this game. So I wondered if it was going to play more in that, or if it was going to actually be like in the same sort of map as like a dragon. They're alluding to the fact that like Yokohama is a more international city than, than Kamurocho, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, you got a lot of Chinese immigrants in that neighborhood. Plus like Yokohama, Yokohama is a port town, right? Like Yokohama is a heavy U S military presence. I haven't seen, anything about that yet but like it it has a very different identity than like tokyo yeah in since since it sounds like you didn't play like a dragon yeah in in like a dragon um like the big story for that game is the conflict going on between the what they call i think the 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 ejin three the ejin cho three who are like three there are three gangs that like form like a great wall of muscle around Yokohama and they are like the Chinese mafia. There's a, like, I believe like a Korean like spy network from what I remember. Uh, oh, so yeah. it, it is, it is like more diverse than, than Kamurocho was outside yeah. of like the fact that like the, yeah, the Kansai were, were constantly there and 
but but that's that's yeah. cool like i'm i'm glad to hear that like it is it, it is looking to still be like a big part of that game um and and i i mean i never played a yakuza game outside of like a dragon so i don't really i i know kamurocho just through judgment um but i i got to imagine for like other people who have played those games they're they're going to be happy to to have more of a new setting than the high school stuff keeps sounding like it might verge on weird and uncomfortable though and i wonder i know like reviews are out now and i wonder how much like anybody who who got the chance to like play the game entirely feels about that because i i mean i don't feel great about that and i haven't even played it yeah i mean the thing is like it genuinely makes the allowances it should right where like i mean part part of the reason you putting these cameras everywhere is like kaido's like look bullying happens outside of adults you need to go to places where the kids are alone with each other and like see what's going on and we're not gonna be able to go undercover so we got to do this and they're aware of like the way it's an invasion of privacy in fact like one of the things that goes wrong is you get caught by a student who's like convinced you're a pervert and gives you a really good piece <laughs> of advice she's like this is why you always cover up a hidden camera rather than disable it because the the person comes to try to like restore it to service and then you catch them and kick their ass and then you're off to the races with the whole stealth thing but like <laughs> it is weird it's it's a weird conceit and like the entire thing has this vibe of um okay so it's not like a it's not like a yakuza crime story anymore it's not like a uh like law and order uh like case story the way like judgment was or at least to start but mm. i'm not kidding where it does feel like there's a after school special vibe uh to, to parts of this where it's like we want to get into you know kids not being nice to each other and the crisis of like teenage mental health and self-esteem and i'm like that's that's sweet but also it is a weird place for yagami and kaido to be parachuting in and being like, yeah. we're going to fucking solve this. <laughs> yeah, the, rev the reviews have largely praised the game, but have said some of the biggest missteps are. Uh, I guess there's a uh, Twitter thread from uh, uh, Kazuma Hashimoto uh, at Justice Kazi underscore uh, who did the review for Polygon in which if you want to see some some spoilerish stuff about some other stuff that is a little more. <laughs> Uh, sensitive uh, than 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 just the way the game parachutes. Yeah, on, content on warnings up front are pretty intense in this game. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, it just seems like it. Yeah, it it does some stuff that people are, are probably going to be understandably find objectionable. Wrapped up in a game that you know frequently you know, or a series that is frequently you know running between goofy and serious in a way that it sounds like in this one maybe it doesn't fully land. I haven't played it myself, but that's that was definitely one of the vibes I picked up on reading the, the critical response to to this one for, you know, what is a game that people seem to largely really like in a series that seems to be, you know, knocking out of the park almost every single time there's a new one, even if it's a sequel to a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, maybe like, the last sequel to a spinoff too, given the the news with the with the actor and his agency. Yeah. Was that, was I mean, that the, the resolved? Uh, it was not, um, but the series is so big. There will be There'll be more Yakuza. There'll be more, you know what I mean? I've, where, there, where there's a will, there's a way. There's, and there's there's a lot of people who are willing to 
play more Yakuza. So I, I, I think Sega will <laughs> they'll, they'll find a path forward. They'll find somebody who's not worried about Steam Pirates <laughs> stealing the uh, likeness and uh, demeanor of a famous actor. Well, the sad part about that story seems like it's not necessarily in the hands of the the actor or actress at that point, right? It, it is a um, it is something just kind of company, right. Yes, yeah, their management company. Yeah, it so was you, the it was it was the agency who didn't want it. Yeah, so you could have a situation in which you know the person involved is like, hey, it's fine, um, but there's there's not much. It's very funny about. that like. They have this is happening, and then like I think in uh, Judgment One, there's definitely some discussion of like, wow, Japanese management talent management agencies are really corrupt and controlling, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just interesting that that gun on the wall has uh, gone off. Mm. Uh, but we're running a little long on time here, so we should probably call it here. We'll be back to discuss more Lost Judgment probably next week uh at some point we need to reconvene so uh you know patrick you and moises and kato can say your your truest feelings my true the true colors colors of of true colors oh my gosh yeah Yeah. well yeah we'll definitely uh we'll we'll loop back around to that i have a there's just a lot to unpack in in that fifth act especially uh, the fifth episode so like um, alex like those big feelings came through that game but some crazy side effects happen for Patrick. <laughs> uh, it's true. So I think we'll, we'll go ahead. Uh, it's funny because we're going to, after this, we're going to have an editorial meeting. And so kind of, we've got something to put on the calendar. <laughs> All right. So uh, you will not be listening to our editorial meeting. Instead, you will be listening to our outro, uh, which is the track miss you off the EP pale machine. You can learn more at waypoint.zone slash B O E N. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. You can follow uh, Waypoint on Twitter at Waypoint on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Waypoint Vice. Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Patrick Lubbock. And I just want to say, um, now if I say it now, can't take it back. Uh, also, all the pieces are in place. We should be okay. Uh, starting this Friday, we are going to have a, a newsletter, a twice a week brief newsletter that goes out um, on Fridays. It'll be, well, on Mondays. It'll be what's coming up this week, um, what to look forward to um, with a little note from me or Rob, depending on on who's writing it. Um, and on Friday, it'll be like, hey, here's what happened. Um, here's all the stuff that was on um, really emphasizing Waypoint Plus, but it'll wrap up. It'll it'll have a collection of of links for, you know, major stories that we've worked on, uh, the podcast we've done, the streams we've done. You know, one of the feedback we've gotten three months into the Waypoint Plus project is uh where is everything how do i keep track of it uh which is a good point um uh definitely uh worth pointing out and so this is in addition to kato uh stretching his art wings on twitter um and these newsletters uh these are like different points we're trying to uh you know just get more regular communication with the 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 kind folks that have um subscribing to waypoint plus and and finding ways to uh make sure that you know what we've got uh going on you know we've Talked about maybe there's a world where we open that up, a version of that newsletter to the wider Waypoint audience. But at least for now, this is something that, uh, you know, Waypoint Plus subscribers can look forward to uh, on uh, Mondays and Fridays. And so let us know what you think. I've got ideas for other stuff that can go in it. Um, It's, you know, it's hard to do uh, to justify sometimes writing like a a shout out to an indie game or something like that that you're really liking because is it worth the traffic, which feels such a shitty way to frame things, but is often the case and Stuff like a newsletter feels like a, a great place to, to put stuff like that. So those are some of the ideas I'm I'm thinking about going forward. So look 
forward to that. Well, I would say it's less these days worth the traffic assessment than it is like literally now we're measuring is it worth the two hours it would take to gun that post out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's that's a very, really... Yeah, yeah. We don't have many people at the moment. And so our, our time is is precious. And um, so. So, yeah. So we're, we're thinking of other ways that we can use, you know, avenues like that to talk about more of the stuff that we're that we're playing and doing. So look forward to that and let us know what you think. And Kato, where can people find you? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. And Moises, where can people find you? And what are you up to? Yeah, uh, give us the full pitch. Days? This is your, go as long as you want. What are you working on? Where can people follow you? What's the big pieces you've done recently that you're proud of? Like, this is your time to, to let everyone know. All right. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Platano, at Platano Ranger, um, P-L-A-T-A-N-O Ranger. Um, I am a freelancer who is not so much all over the place, but working on it. I'm, I'm mostly at Pace right now where I, I interned this past spring. I just finished up doing the reviews for Life is Strange Tree Colors and Deathloop there. Um, working on some stuff that, uh, that should hopefully be hitting in in the next week or so about some popular online game here or there. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's Hispanic heritage month. So, so hire me to do work for you. If you, if you, <laughs> if you listen to, if you listen to this and you like what I have to say, you can hire me. I am Hell fully yeah. available for hire. All right. Uh, you heard it, people. Honor Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Month. Uh, commission <laughs> yep, Moises yep, yep. to write, well, whatever Moises really wants to write. Uh, so get to it. Uh, actually, Moises, I want to talk to you after the show, too. Um, so okay. we'll, to the point of, you've we have all, too you've much already, shit to do. already guilted Rob into, into something. It's working. <laughs> it's working. It is working. It, it, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta like force their hand a little bit. It's fine. There you go. Yeah. Is, I, have a, I have a question though. This is, Kato, you can cut this. Or you can keep it. It's good. <laughs> I couldn't find any record of you in our email, but I swear to God your name was familiar to me. Uh, with, with one thing. Have you ever pitched us before? Or did I you apply n- for an internship with us? I have never us? pitched you guys before. I, okay. I have maybe sent like an email to like the show once very, very long ago. Um, I I have mostly like interacted with y'all um in person every now and then. Rob, you and I haven't like met and talked uh right. I believe. But uh me being in I, Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh at at a I think at the last PAX East, um I did uh me and some friends got to talk with Patrick and Austin for a little bit at the Weston. Um and I was telling Kato uh, when we were doing our our meeting yesterday, that like I I had met Austin a few times. I applied to uh, intern for you guys. That's a few years yes. Ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I I did get an interview. Um, I think they canceled our the internship. Never thing. happened. But but yeah, I did. I, think we I did apply for the internship because they didn't let us huh? have interns. Yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Like Austin DM'd me like maybe a month later and was just just like hey you should definitely pitch to us but like i'm sorry like the the internship thing kind of like dissolved um but but yeah i've 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 had like some contact with you yeah that's the most yeah if if anything you would probably know me maybe a little bit from 
fact that I applied. Yeah, that's, there you go. That was, Rob, Rob's been searching for. He <laughs> mentioned it to me as well. It's like I know yeah. it's somewhere. Also, uh, <laughs> also, Rob, now now that you know the full the actual pronunciation of your name, um, should you should you like say at Rob Zachney or at Rob Zachney? I'm very curious. Mm. Well, hold on, not Zachney, Zatzny. Zatzny. Tz. Zatz. Yeah, Zots. Okay, Zots. Zots. But absolutely mm. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like the way it sounds a little better uh, than than Zotsny. Uh So that's, I'm gonna, yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, my 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 Polish friends uh, can 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 do that, but I I like mm-hmm. I like the way it's going. I'm 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 half Polish, but I won't I won't do it to you, Rob. I don't I won't. I'll 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 leave it as it is. Yeah, I'm. Look, uh, I am Polish, Irish, Mexican. Uh, so mm. you know I'm about as Chicago really? as you can get. Yeah, I'm Pol- I'm Pol- <laughs> wow. I'm I'm Pol- half like it's fully like half Polish, half Irish. I'm sure there's like a little bit other, but other it's most it's mostly just fifty fifty. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. We'll be back next week with more games. I'm going to play more Judgment. Hopefully, I'll not be having too many more weird... It sounds like I'm in for a lot of weird high school shit. Uh, But nevertheless, I'm sure Yagami and company uh, can handle it responsibly uh, and and really, really teach these kids some life lessons with our (laughs) fists. Uh, Yeah, I totally beat the shit out of a rugby team somewhere in there, too. Like what? again, this is a game where it's like, <laughs> okay, what are our I heroes doing? Ted Lasso They're beating the shit out of high school varsity athletes. No, sorry, they were club athletes. So, mm. Mm. yeah, probably scrubs. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with more impressions of that and more games. Gaming season is upon us. Uh, you can keep up with all of it here at Waypoint Radio, where we will not be keeping up with it, uh, but we'll be doing our best and explaining why we can't. Uh, until then, fuck capitalism, go home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.